Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash entitled people. Because I fancied something a little bit different today, a little bit spicy, so I thought, why not, right? And you guys love it too. Sassy. <laughs> but if you do like today's content, don't forget to hit that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 minutes out of your day to be here. It means the absolute world. And let's just crack straight on with today's story. Much love to you. Now, the first story comes from Dry Deal 9523. Almost had my baby stolen by co worker's family. Throwaway account, little background. I'm 22 female and I'm currently eight months pregnant with my first child. My boyfriend is 31 male. I work as a secretary on the inpatient ward of a hospital, second shift. I'm writing this on my cell phone, so please excuse the grammar and spelling mistakes. I started working here when I was 19 and supported myself through college. Also great benefits, so my coworkers are like family. Biofamily sucks, but that's another post. When I was four months pregnant, I told my coworkers who were all happy for me, all except Patty, fake name. She didn't say anything. After a while, she started being friendly with me asking about the baby, my health and my plans for the future. I told her that my boyfriend and I were getting married and moving in together to be a family. Patty didn't like this for some reason and started asking me about my opinions on adoption. I said no, I'd never adopt out my child. For a few weeks, Patty gave me the silent treatment. Then one night after visiting hours, a couple showed up, 40-ish male, 40-ish female. I told them that visiting hours were over and that they could see their family member tomorrow. The woman said, oh, we're here to see you. We're excited to meet you and want to thank you for choosing us to give your baby to. I was dumbfounded, shocked, until the woman tried to touch my six-month pregnant belly. I screamed so loud all the nurses came running. The couple tried to explain to security, nurses and me, that their sister-in-law told them that I was a young, unwed mother desperately trying to give up my baby for adoption and chose them. That their sister-in-law promised them my baby since they have been suffering from infertility for years. I told them I had no intention of giving up my baby and to never come near me again. I also told them that I don't even know their sister-in-law, but they kept insisting that I did. Next night, Patty comes charging up to my desk, screaming at me about how I could treat her brother and sister-in-law like garbage after she helped me with my mistake. I call security and Patty, her brother and sister-in-law banned from coming near me or contacting me at work. But I'm eight months pregnant and scared these crazy entitled people will find me when I deliver and demand my baby. My boyfriend says it's just hormones and they can't steal our baby, but I'm terrified. And oh my word, what a way to start off this video. What an absolute crazy story that someone just thinks that they're going to adopt out your baby. How crazy is that? It always shocks me when we move from like, am I the arsehole to these types of posts, especially entitled people, entitled parents. The stories always get absolutely wild. And it's not that I'm disbelieving it, but I just find it absolutely crazy. But Miss Barney Fife says, did Patty get fired? Because there's no way a person like that should be working at a hospital. I understand that you're scared. Anyone would be. 
talk to your doctor and make sure that all your information will be password protected. All of the nurses working with you should know everything is password protected as well. This isn't an uncommon request, so they should be able to accommodate you. If you're still not comfortable, have your baby at a completely different hospital. What matters the most right now is that how you feel, your safety and the safety of your baby. Also talk to your supervisor and HR to see if there is a plan in place to keep Patty from knowing when you take your maternity leave. Hell, call a lawyer and ask if you can at least get a temporary restraining order, if not a permanent one. They usually do free consultations. And Grounded55 says whatever hospital you give birth in, give the staff this information. They can keep them out and not even acknowledge you are there. Only have your boyfriend and or mum there for the birth. And we'll have one more from Trex1322 saying, holy crap, I'm not sure if that is even enough for a restraining order, keep away order. Mainly against Patty, since I'm not sure if the couple really knew what they were dragged into. If you can prove that they did, add them too. But maybe you could request a TRO until you deliver just for peace of mind. This is beyond crazy and I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm glad that the other nurses are on your side, so hopefully they'll watch out for you against that psycho. And now, what do you guys think of this one and what would you do if you was put in this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And our next story is from Rando Boomer. Helping out doesn't mean giving you $100,000. Disclaimer, all names below have been changed. This story occurs on my wife's side of the family, so I have a second row seat rather than a front row for most of this. My wife's aunt Louise is a great lady. She and her husband lived in the SF Bay area and bought their home in the late 1970s. After her husband passed a few years ago, she sold her home for over 1 million and moved back to live closer to her family where she grew up, farming areas in Southern CA. She's in her late 60s. Aunt Louise had three children who are now in their 40s. The two oldest are nice, normal people. Her youngest, Kay, is a real piece of work. She meets all the criteria for a psychological diagnosis of narcissism. This is just one of literally dozens of stories I could tell. First, some backstory about Kay's husband, Pedro. He was a good provider. About 10 years ago, things began going well and began making pretty good money. To Kay, however, hiring income meant more spending and soon she was buying a new car every two years. They went on cruises. She had all the latest and greatest gadgets. As the old MTV tagline used to go, too much is never enough. To augment her lifestyle, she would routinely run to her mum, Aunt Louise, with a sob story or another. We don't know the true figure, but I've heard rumors that Aunt Louise has given her more than $20,000 over the past few years. Kay and Pedro managed to keep their heads above water, but when COVID hit and the state of California ordered economic shutdown, money became tight. Then in October, the company went out of business. He found another job, but was essentially starting his career over. Naturally, they began fighting about money, and two weeks ago, it comes to a head. After hearing the blasphemous words, no, one too many, Kay announces that she's getting a divorce. Being California, she naturally expected the courts were going to give her one last payday from this poor guy. Her car, their house, is 401k and generous alimony. However, in her greed, she forgot that Pedro had kept draining his 401k to pay off credit cards. And all those papers about the house she was signing every couple of years was to refinance the house to pay off more credit cards. So there was almost no equity. And when having to start his career over, alimony wasn't going to be that great. So Kay does what she always does, goes running to her mother, Aunt Louise. Aunt Louise is naturally sympathetic and urges Kay to try and reconcile, but failing that, she might be able to help her out. Literally two hours later, Kay texts Aunt Louise with a photo of a pricey condo and asks for 100K to cover a down payment and cost to furnish it. 
Aunt Louise naturally pushes back, telling Kay that helping out didn't mean 100K. She had meant letting Kay live with her while she got back on her feet, writing a check for security deposit and first month's rent, and maybe helping with some car payments. At this point, Kay totally flips out. Here are the things my wife said were direct quotes. I'm getting these third hand, so they might be slightly off. I can't believe my own mother would be so selfish. What difference does 100K make? You're not going to spend it all anyway. Meaning before Aunt Louise dies. Just sell some stocks or something. Aunt Louise fortunately does have someone who manages her money, but she stays on a strict allowance. After Aunt Louise held out, Kay began polluting Facebook with passive aggressive messages about finding out people's true colors. My wife is actually hoping she calls to ask for help, specifically so she can let her have it with both barrels. And we start off with Kirov reporting saying, sounds like it's time for the ungrateful bitch to learn a lesson. Generosity only goes so far, and by throwing a temper tantrum, she's only gonna push people away. Then when she actually needs help, either no one will be around or be willing. And Lindsay says, I bet you can't wait to watch her crash and burn. Opie replies to saying yes and no. On one hand, who doesn't want to see Adele comeuppance delivered? On the other hand, Kane seems like the person who will keep making people around her miserable if she doesn't get what she wants. And one more from TheFoxTrot86 saying, Kay is a real piece of work. My guess is she either looked for a sugar daddy, tried to run back to her ex, whom I hope wants nothing to do with her, or tried to mooch off the family, or for the rest of her days, or maybe even tried working for an, for an MLM. <laughs> I'd compile a list of all the crap she's done, how she isn't deserving of any of the handouts she's insisting she should get. Narcissists hate being publicly called out, since they're all about image. One of two things could happen. One is that she would redact a few things and pretend to be the angel so she could believe everyone would feel sorry for her. Another is she'd go full on public tantrum and not gonna lie, I hope the tantrum because it can be recorded for evidence if she ever tries to sue. Either way, I'd be ready to give her both barrels over the phone, just like your wife. And I just gotta read out this one because OP reply said, I vaguely recall her doing some MLM thing involving essential oils. <laughs> I'd have to ask my wife. I'm pretty removed from her orbit. She's my wife's cousin and lives several hundred miles away. But as soon as my wife told me this story earlier, I knew I had to put it here. Now, what do you guys think of this story? Have you got a similar family member? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And our next story comes from Alora Light. And I saw that they listen to these on youtube so i thought why not read their one on there too so entitled patient tried to lie to my boss about me so i got a discharge from the hospital forgive any grammar mistakes i am on mobile i always listen to these stories on youtube and i never thought i'd have a story to post here but here i am for context i work in a hospital that specializes in elective surgeries therefore a vast majority of the patients that come into my office are people willing to pay thousands of dollars out of pocket to fix physical but not life-threatening issues my boss is considered the best in his field throughout the entire world and it is particularly difficult to schedule an appointment with him unless it is months in advance. I received a phone call from this woman, let's call her entitled jerk, EJ, and the conversation is as follows. I said, doctor's office, how can I help you? EJ replies, I need an appointment so I can schedule my surgery and I was told by the doctor through email to call to be scheduled next week. I was confused. I'm sorry, I'm not too certain what you're referring to. The doctor is not gonna be in the office next week and their next availability for consultations are not until May. Entitled Jerk says, what are you talking about? They told me in the email to call to schedule it and I am a sitting judge, so I need an appointment next week. I say, okay, ma'am, give me one moment while I look into this. 
I put her on hold and walk into my supervisor's office and ask if my boss had sent word about a last minute patient being added on that I was just unaware about. They said no, but to ask if the patient can forward the email so we can confirm as boss was in the OR. This is a common practice in the office I work in as there are instances where boss talks to a patient but forgets to inform the staff. If we were overbooked for a day, my supervisor has to open a specific time frame in order to schedule any last minute patients. I take her off hold, I'm sorry mom, but are you able to forward the email to me? It does not seem like there is any record of you coming to our office for an earlier appointment. I just need to confirm before I schedule. For some reason, this statement activates some secret emotional bomb in the back of this woman's brain and she immediately becomes more hostile. No, I will not. I am a sitting judge and you are asking me this is extremely rude and unprofessional. I spoke to the doctor through email. Are you actually doubting me right now? To which I say, yes. I can't believe this. I need to have the surgery on X date and you will give it to me. I say a thousand percent over this woman at this point. Okay, ma'am, I will ask my boss to send me the email when he is out of the OR. So I unfortunately have to get back to you on your appointment date. EJ says, thank you. And just a word of advice. Watch your tone next time you speak to me. I say, okay, click. A few hours later, my boss comes back into the OR and tells me that they've received an email from EJ stating that I was rude and unprofessional to her and that I was refusing services to her because I wanted to invade her privacy and she said no. Luckily, the whole time I was on the phone with this patient, my supervisor was in my office listening to the entire call on speakerphone. Otherwise, no one would be able to confirm that I was not being unreasonable and rude to this patient. My boss goes on to explain that they never promised an earlier appointment to her in the first place, but to check with the office to be put on the waitlist for an earlier date. Now knowing that EJ is nothing but a miserable liar that throws tantrums when no one else believes her, I asked my boss if it was really worth it keeping her as a patient, to which they said no. While I was happy with this decision because I don't want to have to deal with EJ anymore, I felt bad for any other physician that had to deal with this lady in the future. What I didn't know at this point was that my supervisor called patient advocacy, essentially a HR that handles awful patients, and they agreed that her behavior was warranted her not to be accepted as a patient by any physician within the hospital. So now my boss, supervisor, and I have to call her tomorrow to inform the hospital's decision to discharge her. Honestly, karma is not something you should fuck with. <laughs> I'd love that update as well. I'd love to hear what she says to that. Oh my word, I bet she flies off the handle. And the comments were pretty much all just similar. They're saying, can we have an update? And there was like a, a mini update, which was added to it, which says, hey guys, just want to stop in and give a quick update since so many people have been asking. We spoke with the higher ups at the patient advocacy today in regards to discharging EJ from the practice. As of right now, she is no longer being accepted as a patient from our office. Bless. But to avoid further escalation from a business perspective, we're advised to set up a call before ultimately having a discharge completely. We sent an email to set up a time for it, so I'll let you all know how that goes and once it is done. Thank you all for the hilarious and kind comments. I showed this to other staff in the office and they are highly amused by your words. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. And Alora, if you ever do see this, first thank you for the story. And we want an update update. Soon as please. <laughs> thank you so much. And let's move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Lurid Fox. I want to keep my checks. This happened a couple of times over many years. After I had scanned her 1,000 items and hit a total, then she decided to start digging in her purse to find a checkbook. And after a few minutes, finds it and then started to slowly fill it out. Of course, a line has been built and people look like their life was slowly draining out of them. I felt it too. I ran the check through the register, it scanned it or whatever, then put it on the bottom of the cash drawer. I handed the receipt 
Then she held her hand back out. I'm not entirely sure why, because I wanted her to go, not give me a high five. She just hummed at me and said, where is my check? I looked at her confused in the drawer where I just put it after the transaction. She said, I want my check back, she yelled. Mom, we have to keep the check in the deposit in the bank in case there are any transaction errors. She was shaking her head no the entire time. No, I have to get it back, otherwise somebody could steal my identity. I tried to assure her that from the register, we put it in the safe at night, then in the morning, and then the armed guard takes it back to the bank for deposit. She would not accept it and said, if she could not get it back, then she would return her purchase and get it back to buy things elsewhere. This must have been a power play for her, but she messed up. You see, I was on my last week at the job and already stopped giving a shit. I asked for a receipt, which I got, pulled up a transaction and hit void previous transaction. I grabbed the check, the receipt and the void receipt and handed it to her. There, I avoided the transaction and returned your check. Good luck at the next store. I then started removing her items from the bags and making a stack beside me on the floor. She looked dumbfounded, jaw dropped. No, I purchased those, those are mine. I kindly with the most customer service voice I could muster replied, you told me that if you could not have your check back, you'd buy things elsewhere. And I already told you we're not able to give it back. So I voided your purchase and now you have your check back. I looked at the next person in line. I can help the next person. The beautiful customer stepped forward right next to the lady pre-COVID and started a conversation about some cereal she bought. By that time, the manager had come over and the lady began yelling at him. Okay. He ended up ringing her items back up in the next aisle next to mine and she paid by check but was again unable to keep the check. I could hear it all well. In fact, half the aisle was watching their show of an interaction. The best part was when she was demanding her check back again, he asked if she wanted them to avoid it so she could go elsewhere. She nearly exploded, ripped the receipt out of his hand, threw the bags in her cart and breaking things by the sound and stormed out yelling. The cherry on top was that on her way out, she turned back to yell some more at us and ran into the doorframe with her cart as she was looking back, not where she was going. Laughter erupted from a few kids nearby. Great day. I got talked to, but I was almost out, so meh. And the quarantinian asked a question on this one saying, why did you get talked to for doing the same thing the manager did? To which Opie replied, I voided it without her permission. Not a bad talk. There was laughter about the situation. To which Queen Schnoogleberry, great name, replies, You gave her two options. She chose option two. She freaking agreed to it. Pro tip to anti-entitled people. If you see something like this go down, speak to the manager about what you saw and how you support the workers' actions. Also call corporate and leave them a compliment for maintaining professionalism in the face of irate and abusive customers. Absolutely. And Crew says, talk about ignorance and stupidity. And Mum Too Shady says, I just fume when I'm behind one of those people who isn't ready when the total is hit or starts making a fuss big deal. Luckily, store where I usually shop has the ability to suspend the sale, give you a receipt so you can do whatever, and they can just scan it when you're finally ready. If you're going to write a check, be prepared. Spoiled, I guess, with all the debit credit cards in use and every long once in a while, I'm not prepared. Shameful. <laughs> Now, what do you guys think of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And it did bring up a story for me that's just recently, actually. We got like, um, in our houses, we have like a, a small, a very small shopping precinct with one like local store which sells all the food and milk and all that kind of stuff. It's, sort of, well, medium size, really. It's not huge, but uh, but they've recently started doing like Amazon returns and things like that as well. And it, it 
you know, it delays things sometimes and there's quite big queues because of it because people bring in like four or five packages or whatever and they also have like DHL and all sorts going on like courier systems. People come in there and they think that they're entitled to, to skip the queue because they're delivering, a, they're dropping off a parcel. They don't join the back of like the grocery shopping queue. They just somehow form their own queue and it's really random. I called someone out for it once. I thought it was one of these people once and I said, look, the queue's back there, mate. And... <laughs> And I made myself look like a right ass because he was just waiting for his friend. <laughs> so I had a couple of people chuckling there, chuckling away at me for making an ass of myself. But I thought, well, I'm not gonna let someone queue jump me, you know? <laughs> Sassy again. But people do it all the time. And there was one like a couple of days ago when I was in there and I stood there picking up my beer, a pizza. Yeah, I'm not healthy at the minute. And I was stood there in the queue and this woman comes marching in doesn't go through the one-way system with covid and all that sort of stuff and just stands that there's a queue of about six people i'm in the middle of it and this person just stands in the next aisle along and they're stood there waiting for the people to be free and soon as the the next person was done with she just steps forward and in that person's place rather than the person in the queue going into that place and it was like oh shit and the, the cashier said sorry the queue's over there and you have to queue up she said but i'm just dropping off a parcel it won't take two minutes and it said sorry but you have to join the queue and eventually she wasn't moving so this guy had to ring the bell manager comes out and he dealt with her and he let her get away and i can't blame the guy because you you know you don't want to have to deal with that shit you just want that person out of the shop don't you but at the same time it's like they got their way so they're just going to do that every single time now so it's kind of frustrating in the way but at the same time i can't blame the person they're not paid enough to deal with that shit <laughs> you know what i mean well maybe the manager is it's kind of their job in some ways but at the same time i still don't blame them because i wouldn't want to have to deal with someone like that i just it would do my it would absolute do my head in working in retail anyone that works in retail i have so much respect and love for you i don't know how you do it honestly but anyway do you have any? I'm sure you do have some retail stories. I would love to hear them. Let me know in the comments below. And once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's Entitled People Stories. And if you did, let me know by hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And if you have hit that notification bell, make sure it's set to always. Otherwise, YouTube won't notify you every single time. They seem to be doing it more frequently recently. Bloody annoying but that's the way it is. And if you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never, ever any pressure to do so just by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon. Super helpful, really helps us out just in case, you know, YouTube pulls the rug from under my feet. So Patreon might be the better option. <laughs> and just thank you for being here once again. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.